The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you're listening to or watching this Premier League on NBC podcast. Rebecca Lowe with you alongside myself today. Robbie Musto, Carl Martino, Lee Dixon, Arlo White, Robbie Earl and Graham Lasso from their homes across the United States and the United Kingdom. If you're new to this podcast, we've only been going a few weeks really because this is our chance during the pandemic to basically chew the cud. I don't know if you say that in America, but that's what we say in the US. <laughs> Carl's saying, no, you don't. That means basically have a chin wag. Probably also something that no. <laughs> Have a good old fashioned Good start. <laughs> have a good old fashioned chat. Have a great start. About, about football or days gone by or how we're feeling or today. Or Graham's backyard. What? <laughs> or Graham's backyard. Or Graham's backyard or Graham's terrible internet. Graham's backyard is amazing. If everyone is only listening to this, one day try and watch this on the NBC Sports YouTube channel, if only to see the meadow behind Graham Lasso. He lives on the 12th fairway in Augusta, Bex. It's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) That is actually where the rearranged Masters is going to be played. (laughs) So today we're going to try and get to know each other a little bit better. Before we get on to that chat, I've just got to let everybody know, because this is some really good news, um, that free access to the Premier League Pass on NBC Sports Gold has been extended through until May the 31st. Now, if you have never been on Gold, go on it, because it's got so much to offer. There are on-demand games, documentaries, loads of content from us and from our friends over at Sky Sports as well. And it's all available right now for no cost at all. To start streaming, just go to NBCSports.com slash free. Free being the operative word. Right, gentlemen. I don't know about you, but I'm very excited about this game. Now, I think this is a Carl Martino idea, this game. So we're going to give him some credit, but only if it goes well. Um, So this is (laughs) interesting facts about the Premier League on NBC team. Earlier on this week, um, our production crew asked all of us to send three interesting facts to our producer, Jorge, me included, And then I've been emailed, quick look, all the interesting facts, all jumbled up. I don't know who any of them are except, of course, my three. And I'm going to go through, ping out an interesting fact, go round everybody and find out who you think that fact belongs to. And then when everyone's given their reason why they think that fact belongs to somebody, the real um, person whose fact that belongs to can say, it was me, and I'll ask who was it, and then you can just fill us in on exactly a bit more to the story. So, guys, fact, you're included, you. right? You're included. So the I'm included. Are you. Yeah. So exactly, I can read out my own facts. Are going to be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not uh, delay any further, because let me tell you, the first one is a goodie. Okay. Number one fact: Who is this about? I finished second in a Shirley Temple competition at Butlins, which is a holiday <laughs> at the age of seven. Okay, second in a Shirley Temple competition at Butlins, age seven. Let's go round. Lee Dixon, who do you think it was? Oh, Shirley Temple. That's got to be somebody old, so I'm, 
and he probably must have looks old. So I'm. <laughs> <laughs> You're the oldest. I think I can see Robbie Muster, <laughs> little Shirley Temple. Wow. Uh, Hang on. Okay. Hello. I'm going Robbie Musto. Okay. Is it a Shirley Temple drinking competition or a, a Shirley Temple... Age seven. Age seven. Age seven. <laughs> oh, it's Butlins as well, so it's got to be England. Graham Lasso, all over. Harlow. Okay. Uh, not Harlow, sorry. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Butlins, just so you know, is a, is a very, very family-run, family-style holiday camp, sort of across, I don't know if it's a franchise, but it's a chain across the UK, okay? Where everyone goes, it's a, stay, it's a staycation, basically. It's okay. super fun. So, in other words, you can rule me out. <laughs> <laughs> I actually finished third. <laughs> so, I, my, the obvious, obvious guess for me, um, knowing your, your incredible thespian past, um, Rebecca Lowe, would be you, but I'm not going to go you. I'm going to go Arlo White because he already has the hair for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Robbie Earl, who do you think it is? Uh, I think there's a bit of bluff going on from Lee Dixon. He talked about <laughs> Goldfish at Butlins. I think Lee Dixon threw it. Uh, I'm going Lee Dixon. Lee Dixon. Okay, Graham Lasso, who is it? Oh, I think I'm going to go for Lee as well because he mentioned the fact that it was somebody old and, uh, and therefore he would be... Um, <laughs> yeah. He's really old. Uh, he, he's definitely in the in the right ballpark. Watch it. Um, that nice I've leg. I've seen him dress up a little bit as well in the past, um, but we shouldn't be talking about that on a on a on a you know NBC product. Um, so uh, we'll leave that alone. But I'm going to go Lee Dixon as well. All right, Robbie Musto, who are you going for? Um, I'm going to go Arlo. I just think Arlo, long time ago, he's up for anything. Dress, dress up as a little girl, perfect. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go for Graham. I think Graham's going to be a really bad liar on this. And I think Graham is going to be like all kind of like, oh, I mean, let me just have a think for a second. Who could that possibly be? I think this is Graham. So will the real Shirley Temple please stand up? Oh, oh no. Wow. <laughs> that was... That was, when, that was when I started to say that second was first loser. I was seven <laughs> years of age. <laughs> and the person who won it, some, some other young boy won it. Because there was only three people entered the competition. They were all... <laughs> and I came second. So. Was, there an, was there actually a little girl in the competition? Or three did. No, th three lads entered and I came second. So, <laughs> so if there is a photo... So not only were you... I'm we just crossing that Butlins off my vacation list in the future. <laughs> Elton John won it. Young Elton John won it, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I cannot tell you how disappointed I was. I was absolutely... I can't believe up. you didn't go again. <laughs> no, I never went to Butlins ever again. Ever. The other way of looking at it, Lee, the other way of looking at it is you only finished one place off last. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks for that, Graham. <laughs> okay, boys. Wow. On to the next. Love that. Just love that. <laughs> Lee Shirley. Wow. Okay. Uh, next Good one. Start. Uh, I was once invited to a NASA rocket launch by one of the astronauts who is a Manchester City fan. Kyle, who do you think that is? Well, in the studio, um, there, there's one person who swears he could have had many different careers. Um, 
He could have been a professional pianist. He could, he could have been a scientist. He could be a draft artist. Uh, really anything that he wanted to be. And I do think one point he threw out astronaut. So I think it's right. <laughs> okay, Carl thinks it's Robbie Musto. Okay, who do you think it is, Lee? I've got, I, I randomly think I know this story, but I, I, it's all a bit confusing. Why, yours? I'm going, I know, I know Graham had something to do with um, something over in NASA, but I'm going to go for Arlo. I think the Man City connect, I'm sure he mentioned it to me about Man City rocket connection, NASA. That's all I've got. So I'm going for Arlo. It was, right. it was Aguero's right foot I was referring to there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So if Lee's going for Arlo, Arlo, who are you going for? Well, I know for a fact that both Lee and Graham have NASA connections and they've both been to some sort of rocket facility in California and now you're not going to read out two of Lee <laughs> straight away off the bat that was so my powers of deduction it is the well-connected Graham Lasso without a shadow of a doubt. <clears throat> I'll see who do you think it is. I agree I just think Graham uh, smart guy interested in, in random stuff right up his street <laughs> Uh, I can see his little face. He's he's can't help himself. He's chopping over there, playing the soul all day long. Can I just say that reasoning is one of my favourite things so far. Um, so everyone seems to think it's you. Is well, not is it you? Who is it? Um, Are we going now? Well, no, no, not yet, not yet. Who does no, Graham who? think it is? It's not the reveal now. Um, well, I seem to think. I seem to think it would be from one of his many trips to the States. I think it's a bit of a curveball. It was thrown in to make us presume it was someone who lived in the US. Mm. I think on one of his many trips to the United States of America, Mr. Arlo White would have befriended somebody and it would have gone something like, oh, do you recognize me? No, 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 I just happened to look at you as I was walking <laughs> past you. No, but do you not recognize me as the lead football <laughs> commentator for NBC? Yes. Oh, actually, I do. Now that you've spoken, I do. And then they got into a conversation and became good friends over a light lunch. You want to see um, a spaceship? I mean, is that the set? Is that, uh, if, if, that was the line. That was the line. You want to fly in my rocket? Now, I, the reason I seem to remember this is that I've got a feeling he might have mentioned it. And I then tried to get hold of said astronaut and tried to get him on the Mars mission because that's one way. <laughs> <laughs> Love it, Graham. All right, so you're going Arlo. All right, Robbie Earl, who do you think it is? Uh, I'm between Arlo White and Graham Lasso. Robbie Musto would love to be uh, involved in that kind of environment, but just not bright enough. I mean, sat next to him. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about, flipping Einstein down there? <laughs> Graham. It, it feels a bit more Graham Lasso to me, and if yeah, of the course fact it is. that uh, NASA had not heard the Graham Lasso joke book yet, I think <laughs> that would be a prime <laughs> innocent target. Uh, okay, that, that, I think that, it's... That's the halfway to Mars, wouldn't it? The in the bag story that he tells it all that, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's Robbie Earl, because one, he's got a load of planets on the wall behind him, so he's giving us a little clue. And two, because Robbie Earl knows everybody. Everyone. So if there's anyone that Robbie Earl 
knows. It's a freaking NASA astronaut. You know I mean, Paul knows everyone. He knows someone in space right now. Right now he knows somebody <laughs> on the moon. So Robbie Earl, I say it's you. Who is it, gentlemen? Who is it that was invited to a rocket launch by NASA who's a Man City fan astronaut? That was me. <laughs> and I did tell you, Lee, yeah, it's uh, Doug Hurley, who is, um, he's going to be taking off, hopefully, in late May on the joint NASA SpaceX mission. This is going to be a practice mission to dock with the International Space Station. In the whole program, it's eventually, I think, going to put people on, on, the, on the moon again. So Doug got in touch after I'd been to the Kennedy Space Center last summer and just told me the whole story about being, him being a massive Man City fan. And he came to a game last season as well. So good luck to Doug. Uh, and it looks like he, he can't be there. Arlo, he made some entrance, didn't he, when he arrived at Man City? Do you remember? <laughs> One of those lunar modules onto the yeah. air center. Very dramatic, yeah. <laughs> All right, boys, brilliant. Love this. Okay, next one. Don't think this is me. Finished sixth in the British schoolboys Olympic weightlifting competition. <laughs> and the best thing about this, Kyle, this is this, I know who this is. The best thing about this is that we've actually got the class. The 50... <laughs> <laughs> 56 kilogram class. <laughs> in the British schoolboys Olympic weightlifting competition, 56 kilogram class, Robbie Earl, who was that? <laughs> 56 kilograms. This preciseness of the weight and the, the detail in the um, conversation has to be Robbie Musto. Has to be, without doubt, clean and jerk Musto as he was known. <laughs> <laughs> clean and jerk! Kmart, Kmart, Kmart. that clean? I mean, listen, this, this is a million percent Robbie Musto. Um, the sixth place finish was a, was a giveaway. Um, <laughs> also, I watched him as, as you were reading this. And typically when you read the questions, he's not having any fun. He's just listening. But when you were reading that question, he, he, was, he was dying inside and just laughing, remembering that he, he really believes he should have gotten into the top three, but he just couldn't get oh, it. <laughs> oh no, he just couldn't quite. Um, Gray, I'm gonna start. Who do you think it is? Yeah, I'm gonna go Robbie Musto as well. I just think the detail, the level of detail, but yeah. not not detail that builds him up. It actually is demeaning. <laughs> <laughs> the fact he finished stick. Yeah, it's good self-deprecation. I'm going to go full musto on this one. I mean, to be fair, whoever this is, Lee Dixon, I mean, British schoolboys, Olympic weightlifting clubs, they're fair, fair dudes. You know, Lee, is it you? Who do you think it is? It's definitely impressive. I think uh, without, as soon as you started talking about weightlifting, I looked to the top left, Robbie Musto. And I, and I All right, let's bloody finish this one. <laughs> <laughs> Guns out, guns out. Everyone gets a point. What about two parts? Two parts to it. Clean and jerk. <laughs> and then this one, it's an unfortunate name. It's called the Snatch. Snatch and clean and jerk. No wonder you're a terrible time. Oh, 
Post it stop. Okay, for those of you oh. listening, the person who won, or should I say finished sick in the British schoolboys and if it went into competition, 56 kilogram class was gonna be Emma Musley. Robber, Robbie, Musley, Musley. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who I are listening for those who are listening to the podcast and not watching, you really should be glad you didn't have to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Great technique. Great technique there. All right, guys, next one. Um, this is interesting because this is obviously going to narrow it down. So this is not obviously going to be Arlo or I, unless there's something I don't know. Was late for a game once and stopped by the police for speeding. One policeman was a fan of my club and the other policeman was a fan of our rival club. I had my club tracksuit on. One policeman wanted to let me off with a warning as he was also going to the game. The other, a more senior officer, didn't want to, so he gave me a ticket and made me late. So Arlo, I'll come to you first. Out of our five professional ex-footballers, who do you think it was? <clears throat> so I think it's a London-based player. You're more likely to have two policemen in the same car who support different teams. I can see a little smirk on Earl's face here. <laughs> and I'm just wondering if he was maybe south, south of the river on his way to Selhurst Park or... Maybe, yeah, it could be a Palace fan and a Wimbledon fan in the police car. It could have been Graham with a Chelsea fan. It could have been either of those three. But I'm going to plump for Robbie Earl on this one. He's got his poker face on. Okay. Musty, who do you think it was? It's not Robbie Earl. He's the slowest, the slowest driver I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> no offence, Rob. No offence. Never late, Musty. Never late, mate. Never in a rush. He's never late. He's a very careful, slow, steady driver. It can't be Robbie Earl. Um, I agree. It's got to be a London thing, hasn't it? I mean, what mm. in City with Kyle in the US? I mean, <clears throat> LA? No, I, I just think it's got to be London. I'm gonna, who's going to be more likely to speed? Um... Arla, um, Leo Graham. I don't think Graham's a speeder. I think it's Lee Dixon, a little bit late, not professional. I mean, I know he talks about always wanting to be, to be on time. You're the exact opposite. I think Lee Dixon. Okay. This was a lesson that he learned. Okay. Um, Graham, who do you think it is? <clears throat> um... Oh, well, Lee says he's never late, and historically he's always been quite tough on people that are late, but it was only last week that he was late for our, mm -hmm. our Zoom call, if you remember. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, right. I think it's a bit of a facade to think that he actually is good at keeping time. Um, also, I don't know, the only thing that contradicts me with Lee is the fact that he doesn't like to spend too much money, so he'd be, probably be driving at the required 56 miles an hour to get maximum efficiency out of his car. <laughs> so would he speed? I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go Robbie Earl here. I just think he just got caught a little bit late, put his foot down, didn't think no one would notice in South London, but there was the police car just waiting on a blind corner to pull him over. And as Arlo says, I think it was probably a Palace fan that gave him the ticket. All right, Kyle, who do you think it is? Um, I think it was GLS. I, I think he, he um, had a joke that he wanted to tell um, <laughs> and, and knew that, that he would need a, a half an hour before everyone started to get into their routine to tell it. Um, so he had to hurry up and, and, and get over to the facility so he could begin the half an hour long joke that he was, was going to tell them. 
Okay, um, but I think finally, am I right, Dicko? You're the last one to tell us who you think that is. Then everyone thinks it's you. A lot of people think it's you. I, I, I would. I'm a bit stumped on this. I would definitely not go for Arlo anyway because he didn't play. But also, he's driving Miss Daisy, so he literally oh. <laughs> not allowed. <clears throat> Robbie Musto, nobody cares where he played in Middlesbrough, whether he's speeding or not, so it doesn't matter. Oh, nice, nice perspective, <laughs> nice, um, nice. <laughs> Robbie Earl's a sneaky one, because he, he would, you would expect it not to be him, which is why I'm going for Robbie Earl. I'm going definitely <laughs> south, of, south of the river. <clears throat> Yeah, that's interesting that. I think I, I'm, I'm with Musty. I've witnessed a Robbie Earl drive and I am with Musty on that. I don't think it's Robbie Earl. Just cannot, I just don't think he's ever, I would like to ask him if he's ever been stopped for speeding. I'm going to go with Lee Dixon purely. I just think a Spurs Arsenal policeman double is what's going to be the one here. So who got stopped for speeding and was <clears throat> made late by one of the policemen? That'll be me. Robbie Earl, have you ever been stopped for speeding? No, not speeding at that. Isn't me, Rebecca Lowe, as you very well know. And often I'll have a mate driving. I can't deal with driving either. It's, it's so that's me. I end up blooming driving them everywhere. To the studio, <laughs> but... we, we got so bad. You got arrested for, for Wimbledon. That was about the sum total of, of the police. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, so Lee Dixon, tell us a bit about that moment then, please. Well, it was exactly what it said in the tin. It was stopped at Stratswood Services on the M1 late, which is, I'm never late, whatever Graham says. I'm always waiting for him at hotels. He's yeah. always late by a minute, two minutes, three minutes. Anyway, that's another, that's another quiz show. Um, <laughs> got, first policeman got out, was a, was a Tottenham fan, and just looked at me and he went, oh, here we go, have a bit of fun here. <laughs> and then the other guy got out and he went, all right, Dicko, and I went, all right. And he said, oh, I'm going at the game, I'm off in, in an hour. So I said, oh, well, give us a lift then, because it looks like your mate's going to book me. He went, no, it's all right, I'll have a word with him. And he was a senior officer, and he just went, if I let him off, I let everybody off. And he booked me, kept me for 20 minutes, and then I got fined by George Graham for being late as well. So I had a double whammy fine. <laughs> That's brilliant. Okay, on to the next chaps. <clears throat> this is this has been written like this. Has a metal plate embedding in his or her head. Head? Head. Has a metal plate head? in his or her head. Uh Kyle, who's that? Robbie Musto's the obvious one, isn't it? What? Please. Um, I feel like one of the reasons that um, none of Earl's technology ever works <laughs> is, is, is because this, this thing will just, it just gets blocked out. <laughs> All right, I can't hear you. <laughs> I, I think I think Earl's I think Earl's got a big massive plate somewhere in that incredible noggin of his. <laughs> big metal head Earl. Um, Graham Lasso, who's got a metal plate in their head? Yeah, Robbie Earl. I mean, it was it would have been a badge of honour at, at Wimbledon, wouldn't it? It would have been like I'll just just put a plate in my head and then I'm I can be like the rest of them. That's tough. a great shot. So yeah, Robbie Earl. That's a great shout. Dicko, who for you? I, I also, on signing a Wimbledon contract, you've got a metal plate <laughs> signing on for you. <laughs> <laughs> he just screwed it in wherever you wanted to and he decided to put it in his head. 
But I'm I'm not going for the obvious one. I'm going for you, Rebecca, and I don't know why. Okay, um, Earl, who who do you think's got a metal plate in their head? The person with a metal plate in their head is gonna be somebody who is gonna be slightly challenged in their thoughts in the way they converse. It has to be Robbie Muster. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think's got a metal plate? Partner. In their head? Thanks, partner. <laughs> Musty, who do you think? Uh, well, we have a friend. His name's Carl Martino, and he's the most accident-prone man <laughs> on earth. Now, there's some guy as a kid that fell off a, a seesaw, or fell off a ladder, or something, or a climbing frame. It's Carl Martino. We've not had him yet. I'm saying Kyle. Okay, Arlo. Carl's a good shout. I think. I think if if the metal plate is in his head, it has recently turned his hair blonde, which is interesting. Bex, I think you are. <laughs> oh, magnificent. Some would say, Ginger, <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, Bex, I think you're going away with this here. I don't know whether it was kind of an accident, you might have banged your head when you were younger, but as a Palace fan, you have this exactly. aversion towards silverware, so maybe that's the closest you'll ever get. <laughs> oh, that's so hard. That is, that's good, but that's so hard. That is so I'm, I think if it's Kyle, we would totally all know about that by now. By the way. <laughs> so there's no way. And in the moment, I am going to get Robbie Mosler to tell a very quick side story about Kyle. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I think I'm going to, little Robbie L's face, look at his face. Robbie L's also <laughs> one of those people that would never tell you stuff like that, ever. And like you'd find it out like after knowing him forever. So I'm going to go, Robbie L's got a big old metal plate. Who has got a metal plate? In their noggin. No way! Robbie Musto, tell us how come. Well, I went for a challenge uh, with Richard Ord, a big meathead of a centre half at Sunderland. Ball's bouncing. I'm running in from one side. He's coming in from the other side. I reach forward. I head the ball. He comes in and smashes the side of my face here. I've got a depressed fracture of the cheekbone, cracked eye socket. Yeah, it's mangled. And the only, oh, I used to look like David Beckham. We must have a face <laughs> smashed up. <laughs> so, and part of the repair, because my, this cheekbone was depressed, fracture wouldn't come back. But so I've got this metal titanium plate here to hold the side of my face together. Boom. Wow. Hey, by the way, and by the way, and by the way, I played on in the game. Did it before half time. And I looked at myself in the mirror. My eye is swollen like a boxer's. I, I look weird. And I, and I say to the doctor, the doc says to me, are you okay? I says, yeah, I feel all right. Can you see? He said, I said, well, yeah, just about. He said, oh, on you go. So when I went back out there and played and we beat Sullivan 1-0. And then before the next game, the result of the x-ray came through and he said, no, 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 he must though can't play. I was pulled out right at the last minute before going to Ayrson Park because if you had another knock on it, then your eye would not be in good shape, so. Nice, nice doctors, thank you. Must, that's amazing. Musty, just before we move on to the next one, um, you talked about Kyle being accident prone. Would you, do you think it's time to share with our viewers and our listeners about the, the evening that you and Kyle spent in Stanford oh, after yeah. work one day? Oh, where, to be, quite, um, to be quite honest, we're all still staggered that Kyle's even on this call. <laughs> okay, so um, it's raining. We finished the show, Kyle. I think we were both in the hotel and we were going for dinner, a restaurant over, the, over the, it's this busy intersection. Uh, again, raining is kind of like, not dark, but it's starting to get a little bit uh, dark. Uh, the, the, I see the light, it's flashing green, we can go. So we start running. 
Now, this is a very busy intersection. It's one of them where in America you can turn left and right sometimes when you don't expect them to from, from the UK perspective. So we run, and as, as we run, I look out the side of my eye and I see a car swinging around. Of course, Kyle, very, very, limited, very limited vision when he was a player, and he, and he, and he ran. He didn't see the car. So I pull up really quickly. Carl continues to run. The car comes around. I mean, it's raining. I don't think he saw him at all. He, 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 the car hits Kyle. Kyle uh, rolls onto the, the front of the car, the bonnet, flips around and lands on his feet <clears throat> on the other side of the road on the curbside. The driver stops. I, I'm like, oh my God. And surprisingly, he was okay. He was absolutely fine. But he did a, like a little 360, a little turn, landed on his feet and then brushed himself off. And I think we got into the restaurant. We had a bit of a go with the guy who was driving the car. And we got it in the was, restaurant. It was, it was Lee Dixon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and we, got, we, we ran to the restaurant and we laughed. Carl, we laughed, didn't we? For like two minutes flat. We just started laughing about what happened. So, One, he didn't see the car. And two, he stayed on his feet and he wasn't smashed up. Amazing. Might, yeah, might not see the field well, but can ride a challenge, boy. And um, <laughs> I, I remember, I remember Musto went up. I was standing there just making sure everything was still there. And Musto went up to the car and knocked on the window. They rolled the window down. And then they just, and then they just took off. And, and we didn't speak. We just walked across the street and we sat down. And then we, we looked at each other and just started dying laughing and couldn't stop laughing for the rest of the dinner. And just so yeah. the viewers and listeners know, that's just one of quite a oh. number of Kyle stories. The next morning on the Sunday morning, they both came in and we're in the makeup room and Robbie went, Carl got run over by a car last night. And Carl's sitting <laughs> there and I'm like, what? But, but as the years huh. have gone by, statements <laughs> like that about Kyle, it's just water off a duck's back. You're like, all oh, right, did he? It's just the way things are now. It's just the way things are. Okay, on to the next one. <clears throat> I once took a week long sailing course at the age of nine and was so bad that at the end of the week, when everyone went to get their certificates, I was handed a Snickers bar. Who did that happen to? Arlo White. Sailing is so so, isn't it? I mean, could it get Nine years old, little jersey, surrounded by water. Um, hasn't changed. Where his dramatically middle-class tendencies began. Um, but funnily enough, I don't think it is, Graham. I think this is a bit of a curveball. Uh, Kyle growing up in, in Connecticut, there's a little bit of water there, a few lakes mm. around, perhaps it's Kyle. Um, but I'm actually, Bex, for the second straight answer, I'm going to go to you. <laughs> little Bex, little Captain Bex, there on the boat. And um, yeah, yeah, and it's like that advert, isn't it? You're not the same until you've had your Snickers bar in the morning. <laughs> Robbie L, who do you think it is? Um, well, certainly where I live, there was no lakes and boats, I'll tell you, in my council <laughs> estate. So you can definitely rule me out. I agree with all of this. There's a lot of Graham so about going sailing, isn't there? You can see the look, you can see the conversation, <laughs> you can see the... the um, Pink rosé on, on ice. There's a wannabe sailor and Robbie Musto. There's a wannabe sailor and Robbie Musto. So yeah, I qualified. I got the I got this. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go GLS. Graham Musto. Okay, Dicko, who do you think it is? But all day long, G GLS. Not even not even a question. <laughs> the fact that it's sailing, he's, he wants to be a sailor now, but. 
he failed when he was a kid. He's failed again, so he bought a speedboat. He didn't have to say it. <laughs> Absolutely, GLS, 1,000%. GLS, who do you think it is? Oh, I'm going to have to defend myself for 10 really? minutes, I think. Um, uh, well, I think, yeah, it could be Kyle. I think he would have been exposed to, you know, to the local yacht clubs as a, as a young boy to, to, to go and, you know, meet and, and, meet and socialise with people, climb up the social ladder. Um, but not more than you, Bex. I think, I think it's you. I, I, think, I think your parents thought, do you know what? This is good enough for our daughter. Get her on a sailing course. Um, get her into the local yacht club and her life will be made. So I reckon it was you. And I reckon you were so angry at, at <laughs> not getting a certificate. You probably launched the Snickers bar at someone. <laughs> Must be. Oh, she, would, she wouldn't do that. She's got a sweet tooth. She loves that. She loves <laughs> Snickers bar. Not, and that's why she deliberately lost the competition to get the Snickers bar. I, 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 listen, we, we're, we're in the studio like for millions of hours every week. I think I remember Rebecca saying something about sailing. Um, so I'm going Rebecca as well. Hey, Mark. I mean, I've never been more confident since we started this game that this is this person. This is a million percent Rebecca Lowe. Um, the sweet tooth thing is a real problem. Um, <laughs> I, I, honestly, they had nothing for that place, but they knew because she has such a sweet tooth problem, she's going to cry um, if we don't get her sweet. And, and, and so I was like, oh, I got a Snickers bar in my purse. So it's like half melted, but give it to her anyway. I love it. Um, also, she, she can't steer anything. She crashed an NBC rental car and didn't even realize it. And they found out like weeks <laughs> later, they said, did you happen to, did you happen to crash a, an NBC rental car? And she was like, not me. And I think it was like a camera of her like backing into another car or something. Terrible driver, terrible. <laughs> okay, just to clear that up. Crash is a massive exaggeration. I just very slightly grazed the curve. Very slightly didn't realize it. There was something underhanging. Anyway, okay. So the person who was so bad at saying they got stickers bar instead of a certificate, please stand up. <laughs> uh, it was me. It was me. It was me. Um, yeah, I went to a sailing course when I was nine because my friend was doing it in half term. It's incredibly middle class. And after it was a five day course, and after three days, I cried at home and said, I, I just hated being out of control, surprisingly enough. And, so, and I kept getting whacked in the head by the boom thing. And like, <laughs> the whole thing was a disaster. And my dad said, you do not give up. I'm like, oh, I really need to give up. You are not giving up. You are finishing this course. And I was like, oh. So I finished the course, but I just mailed it in the last two days. I was absolutely <laughs> terrified of going out on the water. And it got to the final day and all the parents were there. We were all packed into this room. And it was like, it was called the topper course, I think, which is like the very first sailing qualification. And I was thinking, how am I even gonna get, like, I haven't even done anything. I've just played rounders and got put dressed in a, in a wetsuit. Like that was all I did and drink hot chocolate, sweet tooth. And uh, they said at the beginning, like just before we get to the certificates, we just wanted to give a round of applause to one of our classmates, Re Rebecca Lowe. And I was like, is this something extra special for me? <laughs> I went up on stage and just gave me a Snickers bar. And I did not even like Snickers. I'm like, could I have got a Mars bar? I mean, the whole thing was a disaster. And I have to say, I still, I still berate my dad about it now. I still feel quite hurt at the failure um, that's on my resume after that. That was an absolute, I was devastated. Okay, 
Next one, you guys. Uh, by the way, just a quick um, tally of who's winning. I didn't know we were keeping score. Oh. But we do have a score master general, and I can tell you that um, Graham is in the lead with four correct guesses so Ooh. far. Wow. And in his meadow in the lead, uh, Robbie Earl with three <laughs> correct guesses, Shirley Temple, myself, Arlo, Musto, and Kyle, all with two correct guesses. Okay, on to the next one. Um, just a few more to go. I accidentally killed a goose with a golf ball. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie L, who is that? So the golfers amongst us would be Musto, Dixon, and Martino. Dixon's too good. Musto... Doesn't hit it hard enough. Yeah, not enough power. <laughs> It's got Kmart Martino disaster written all over it. And then somehow he would have nursed the goose back to rehabilitation in some life, somehow. That's a brilliant, that is brilliant. And I'm actually with you on that. Um, Dicko, who do you think it is? Well, I think you're right to uh, pick the golfers out. Graham plays a little bit, but I've played with him and there's no way he could hit a goose, even if he was trying. So, um, Arlo doesn't play golf. Musty. Musty. I'm leaning towards Kyle because he's wild. Um, not only not only with the where the ball goes, but he's swing. He looks like a an octopus and a a drunk octopus swinging a golf ball. <laughs> very, very, very good actually compared to what his swing looks like. So I'm somehow. I think I think uh, Robbie Earl's right. I think Kyle Martino would have killed. Well, did he kill the goose or just hit the goose? Killed the goose. Killed. Killed. Killed it. Yeah, def definitely Kyle. Graham, who do you think is the goose killer? <laughs> <laughs> did it specifically say with a golf ball? Once accidentally killed a goose with a golf ball. Ah. Uh -huh. Didn't say he's playing golf. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, no, no, no. I just wondered whether it was in the golf buggy because then you're back in the frame because you're probably late because you, you know, for some reason, even though you're never late. Um, <laughs> the um, yeah, I think I'm going to go safe. I think I'm going to go Kyle as well because I think Lee's a fantastic golfer, plays off two or something. So if he was to hit a goose, it would have been on purpose, and he also is very. Um, you know, he's a very proud animal rights activist, Lee. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so he wouldn't, he wouldn't intentionally hit a, a goose and kill it in order to get a better second shot. Um, I think Robbie has sort of people walking in front of him to move geese and obstacles out the way before he takes his shot. Um, and therefore, I'm going to go Kyle as well. He was probably on some course he shouldn't have been on. Um, having a hack around and unfortunately for the goose it was the wrong place at the wrong time Okay, Arlo? Well, <clears throat> of the golfers, I mean the obvious are the three that, that Robbie Earl mentioned um, I think that day Musto was practising his clean and jerk so he wasn't there at the scene. I think Dixon we haven't ascertained whether the, the goose was in the, in the rough or in the middle of the fairway. It could have been right in the middle of the fairway, 350 yards away. You know, it could quite feasibly have been uh, Dicko with one of, his, one of his drives. 
equally, Kyle, I mean, I've never played golf with you, Kyle. Dixon suggesting you are somewhat erratic uh, off the tee, so, so it could easily have been you. But I'm thinking outside the box again <laughs> because I think that probably Earl has picked up the bats at some point. I know Graham <laughs> is a tennis player, so unless a goose lands on centre court at Wimbledon where he's a member, which he doesn't like to talk about, um, I think <laughs> that Robbie Earl, early days, maybe crazy again, maybe it's a golf day, you know, a testimonial, something like that. He's picked up the bats, he's absolutely smashed one down the middle of the fairway at Wimbledon Golf Club, where I played as well. Um, and I think he's, he's, he's taken a poor, unfortunate goose out. So I'm saying Earl. Brilliant. Musty, have I come to you yet? No, no it's, it's a good shout, that, of, of Earl, because I, I know he wants to get better and wants to play a little bit. Um, but I think it is going to be Carl as well. Um, played with him many times on the golf course. Goose, water, <laughs> often puts his ball in, in lakes and, and rivers and stuff when I play golf with him. Uh, he can't keep it straight. But often hits low shots as well at the bottom <laughs> of the club because he just lifts his head up at the last moment. <laughs> I'm saying Carl Martino. Hey, Mark, have you, you haven't told us yet who you think it is, have you? No. Okay, who is that? Um, I think, I like, I like the shot of the non-golfer, but I, I actually think it's Musto because um, I, I question the accidental part. I think Musto can convince himself <laughs> something's an accident. He's got a bit of red mist about him. Um, <laughs> in the studio, one day I kicked a bottle and it hit him in the side of the face and he literally almost killed me. Um, and so I've seen his, his, his homicidal tendencies and I think he blacks out and he could just, you know, playing with Kaz and she's playing too slow or something and he just hammers a ball and it catches a goose. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Mark, I think it's you because, I mean, the very fact that you kick water bottles in the studio at people's heads and the fact that you fall off ladders and the fact that you get run over and land on your feet. I mean, you are, you just pass on your accident prone to everyone and every poor animal that's near you. And I also think I have a recollection of you might mentioning a, a goose death that is on your hands. So who on this podcast killed a goose with a golf ball? It's hard to talk about this. Um, <laughs> I was playing one day. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not very good. Um, but every now and then I can absolutely hammer a ball. Um, but you never know when it's going to come. Couldn't hit a ball off the ground all day long. Um, uh, maybe had uh, one, maybe two drinks. I, I don't know. Um, but I was just trying to find my swing. Couldn't find it. Then all of a sudden, out of the blue, absolutely hammer a three wood. The best I could possibly hit it. Beautiful high, baby draw. And and this this um, goose comes right past the fairway, right at that moment, about thirty yards high, and it hits this goose right in the 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 torso. Um, the, the goose, um, uh, it, uh, it, there's an evacuation event in the air um, that happens, and um, <laughs> the goose just kind of like you can't see my hand as you're listening to this podcast, but essentially is trying to find a, an emergency landing. Um, lands in a lake in a way that doesn't look promising. Um, <laughs> and uh, we watch it for a second, and, and we're all speechless. And, and then it, it kind of just like a, a boat that wasn't made properly just kind of floats onto its side. Um, no one says anything. I, I left the course and I drove home and, um, and felt incredibly bad about it. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kyle. <laughs> I almost quit the game that day. <laughs> we are up to, I think, four crimes so far on the podcast. <laughs> 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 Alrighty, two more to go. <laughs> what was it doing there? I, I, what, that was, it. It was just minding his own business. I mean, how dare it fly? Okay, once on a cab ride to London, had a cab driver suffer a heart attack, so I put the cab driver in the back seat and drove him to the nearest hospital. He survived, but he needed heart surgery. I'll see who's that. Well, just as you tell the story, like, who is the most caring person on this, on our screen here? Loves everybody. It's got to be Robbie Earl. I'm sure he's the man. Get him in the back seat. Saves his life. Earl's a ledge. It's got to be Robbie Earl. It's a great shout. It's a great, great shout. Kmart, who is it? Uh, I think that's an excellent shout for not only that reason, but also Robbie Earl would be the type of person not to tell you an amazing yeah. story like that. Um, but I mean, the amount that Arlo is, is agreeing with everyone is <laughs> I've never seen someone in such agreement of something I haven't even heard out of someone's mouth yet. Yeah. Um, so like simply it. for that reason, I'm switching to Arlo White. Amazing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so who do you think could lift a cab driver out of his cab, <clears throat> having had a heart attack, put him in the back seat and drive him <clears throat> to hospital? I'd like to say all of us, um, but, but that's not true. yeah, Robbie, Robbie seems like a good Samaritan. I mean, we've just heard Kyle, you know, goes out of his way to kill animals, so it might not be him. He might have just stolen the cab if it was him. Um, uh, Lee spent a lot of time in London. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Lee Dixon. I think he's got that about him. I think he's the sort of person that would. Well, only if he was if he was a Tottenham fan, probably not. But anything other than a Tottenham fan, he would have definitely done the right thing and taken him to hospital. Arlo, who do you think it was? <clears throat> well, um, I know we had an incident recently on a on a recent uh, visit for you guys, where something similar happened, and somebody else, a part of the NBC team, had to drive a car to London. So there is a precedent there. Um, I, I'm, I'm erring towards Robbie Earl. Yes, I think everybody on this call would do the same thing if, if they had to. I think Earl, he's driving towards London, he's getting their cab, maybe from, maybe from the Potteries, maybe from Stoke, maybe he's been home to see mum and dad, I don't know, maybe it's, you know, maybe a night out somewhere, and you definitely don't hear about those with Robbie Earl. What goes on the night out stays on the night out. I think he probably got the taxi driver there, he's had open heart surgery, and then come around, and there's Robbie at the end of the bed, the guys had it explained to him, and he said to Robbie, listen, mate, you've saved my life, thanks very much, but just one thing, could you not have driven a little bit quicker to the hospital? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Robbie Earl again. All right, Ulster, who do you think it is? Um, going on location base, um, I'm between Lee Dixon, Graham Lasso. Although I'm not ruling out Rebecca Lowe for some reason. <laughs> it feels like there could be a... She has saved a life before. We'll tell that story real quick after this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's between Rebecca Lowe and Lee Dixon. I'm just going to go Lee Dixon, I think, on this one, Bex. I just think Lee, Lee's got a caring side to him. I've seen it once or twice. Every time he used to kick me, he'd pat me on the head as he went past. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're going for Dicker. Dicker, who are you going for? 
Well, I'm, I was leaning towards Robbie Earl for all the reasons the lad said, but then I just at the corner of my eye saw Graham Lasso down the bottom, and I was thinking, did the bloke have a heart attack, or was Graham telling him a story, and he just... <laughs> 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 that could be a possibility. Uh, but then he would have got out. The, he would have literally got out of the cab whilst he was driving. He <laughs> wouldn't have survived if that was the case. Yeah. <laughs> if he's taking his chances on the motorway. Graham has got a caring side, but it meant if it means him going out of his way so he doesn't get back to Guildford till twelve o'clock, it's not happening. So I'm going to go Robbie. Earl. Okay, and I'm also going to go Robbie Earl because, like Musty said, um, there's it, or was it Kyle that that he is the absolute person who you would never know would do something like that, it would never tell you. So, uh, and I can just imagine Robbie Earl just like lifting him like he weighed a feather and just popping him in the back seat and just on his little, driving into the little hospital. And <laughs> Robbie Earl probably had something really important to do that day. And that just fell by the wayside because he saved this chap's life. Okay, so uh, I, could see, I could see the family turning around to thank him and he's gone. Like a hero in the night. Like a superhero in the night. Okay, who then? Um, was in a cab and had to drive in the back because he had a heart attack and had to drive him to the nearest hospital. Who was that? That would be me. Oh! <laughs> that is so disappointing. <laughs> I, know. I know. Well, he was, he was disappointed because he, he said, well, couldn't, couldn't you ask Lee Dixon to do it? Um, <laughs> no, so I'd, I'd left my car at Chelsea at Stamford Bridge um, and gone up into London for a meeting. Um, got a cab back to Stamford Bridge and um, this lovely cab driver driving me back and we just got to the top of Fulham Road, stopped at a set of traffic lights, started to pull away from the traffic lights and all of a sudden the car crawled, veered to the left, hit the curb, hit a bin and then came to a standstill. And as it was happening, I, was, I said, are you okay? Are you okay? As this guy was looking like he was checking his mobile phone down in the sort of the centre bit of his car. And then he, he was just hunched over and the, the, the um, doors on the London cabs don't open until someone puts their foot on the brake. So I couldn't get out the cab initially. And then eventually sort of came round a little bit, must have been a, a minute. <clears throat> I got out, got him to the side of the road, head between his legs. And I said, he said to me, what happened? And I said, well, I was hoping you could tell me. And I said, I think, I, I think you've had a heart attack. I've got a friend who's a pediatric specialist at Chelsea and Westminster Hospital just down from... Stamford Bridge and uh, I said look he said oh, I'll drive home I'll drive home I said I can't let you drive home because if this happens again you could kill yourself you could kill other people so I'm telling you you've got to get in the back of the cab put him in the back of the cab phone my friend they were meet waiting for me at A&E took him in um, obviously the last thing I did before I left was make sure I didn't have to pay the cab fare there's no way Graham <laughs> so is paying a cab fare when he hasn't had the full service and the driver. I'm surprised um, you didn't run the cab all night just to get a little extra scratch. <laughs> <laughs> but I had this vision of, of, of driving, as I was driving down the Fulham Road, you know, where all the Chelsea sort of fans are based, I just had this vision of these Chelsea, you know, potential Chelsea fans looking at me going past thinking, is that Graham or so? Cab driver now. Um, I went back a week later because um, I hadn't heard anything and uh, went up and he was on the ward. Um, his wife was with him and uh, before I'd even said hello to her, she spotted me coming in and came running over and gave me a big hug. And he basically said, you know, you helped save my life because I wouldn't have had the surgery I needed if you hadn't taken me to the hospital. So, uh, so it was a stroke of fortune. And um, there you go. That's it. 
Right on the side. DLS, real quick, Rebecca has also saved someone's life. It's, it's a mm. very, very similar story. Um, she was <laughs> at like a, a, um, a museum or something, yeah. and um, someone, someone fell over and, and was either having a heart attack, something very serious, and, um, and someone said, you know, someone's got to do something. Is there a doctor or something? And, and Bex um, called 911. And uh, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse he came in was like, listen, I saved this person's life. I like, I, I, like, I like jumped into action. I was like, no, nobody else. Nobody else is calling 911. I phoned them. I spoke to the man on 911, which I've never done in my life. It's very scary. I directed them in, and he was asking me things about the gentleman. Was like, what was someone else doing while you were doing that with, with the person? So, someone. With well, they were with him. They were with him. I was just a little further performing, back. Performing life-saving. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Back. See um, we've got one more to go. Um, sorry, I can't get through all of these, everybody, but obviously there was however many of us times three. We've only got about an hour. So we've been going to the last one, which is, <clears throat> I am the best footballer on the podcast. Oh. <laughs> 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 Romeo, who do you think that is? I am the best footballer on the podcast. It's <laughs> only one of two, isn't it, who said that? <laughs> non ex professional footballers for me. So I, I, I'm, I'm between Arlo White and, and, and Becky Lowe. <laughs> My sense is I'm steered towards our friend who supports Leicester City, who I saw somewhere on, I think it was Instagram or Twitter or something, wrote, I had the choice to be a commentator or a footballer, and I went the commentator route. <laughs> you may well mean it, there was That's an avenue down the football cool. route as well. <laughs> Well, with him. <laughs> I'm going to go for Mr. Arlo White. <clears throat> okay, Lee, who do you think it is? Robbie Musto, thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it might be true, Dicker, but I would never say that. <laughs> all, all those words have come out of his mouth and he wrote them on an email. Dicko, Dicko, Dicko said me on every single story, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Graham, the who do you think it is? Um, well, I can't imagine it being an actual footballer that would oh. say that. Um, so <laughs> I, I think it's going to be, yeah, you're all pointing in certain directions, but we've all got different screens up. So I've just had three people point at a blank screen, two at Rebecca, and I'm going Arlo White. Graham, <laughs> <laughs> mm. who do you think it is? You're going Arlo White, you said. Okay. Sorry for my internet connection. <laughs> it's that terrible meadow <laughs> Wi-Fi again. Arlo, who do you think it is? Uh, Graham, Graham got his Wi-Fi modem presented to him after Blackburn won the title in 1995. And he's so excited. <laughs> That's why we're having these issues. Um, oh, this is a tough one because just to clarify, Elster, those comments that yeah. the comments that I made, it was I didn't I didn't portray it as having a choice between the two. Ah, I actually said that I wanted to be a broadcaster more than a footballer, and thank goodness. Yeah, I was never ever ever going to make it. It's the type of thing that Musto would say. 
I would not. I would never say that. I'm not saying you did say it, but it is the type of thing you might say. Whether it's only me. I'm just saying. Um, Dixon probably believes it and and wouldn't. wouldn't, Um, I've done Robbie Earl twice in a row and he's not been the answer to a question, but he's too humble to say something like that. He's just too humble to say something like that. Or is he? Oh, God. Kyle, when we, if we break this down, footballer, that means not one, not, not a player that just goes around kicking people like most of the, the lads on this call. A, a player who, <laughs> who has guile, skill, panache, a um, bit of personality on the ball. So, but also quite humble. But it can't be else. So, Kyle, I've got to... It can't be Graham. I, uh, Kyle, I'm going to say you. I, I, I'm sorry, I'm changing my mind. Arlo's made far too much of this. I'm going for Arlo now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. Okay. All right. Marcy, who oh, are you going. going for? Well, footballer. I think Arlo's right there. I, I think they're on my screen. They're the top, the top, the bottom and top corner there. Kyle Martino or Graham so both think themselves as brilliant footballers. I know they do. Kyle's <laughs> skill and his tricks and all that. I know his confidence in his ability. Graham is so, I think he knows that he was decent going forward. Um, maybe a bit, you know, all these assists that he talks about, Blackburn Rovers, some of these crosses that found target, where, you know, have to have decent strikers to score to get the assist. But one of those two guys it is, it's one of those two guys that equally could have said, it. I mean, it's never going to be any Lee or me or Earl. Um, <coughs> though that's debatable whether the, with the facts and stuff. But um, I'm going to say... Kyle Martino. Right, Kmart, who is it? Um, well, listen, Graham and I are clearly the most skillful um, players um, <laughs> in, in the group. We would, never, we would never boast about that. We just, you know, we let our bravado and our flair and our ability on the ball just, just speak for itself. Um, <laughs> there is only one of us that has a friggin' jersey hanging uh, behind us, right? Um, and um, that, that person... Um, it, it, it was was a was a very good uh, footballer, very dependable. Um, would would kick the out of people. Couldn't. And you want to know what? I think he he, he gives him he handicaps himself because he's colorblind. He wouldn't even know who his teammates were or who the option <laughs> was. So the fact that he could connect a pass during his professional career, not knowing who was on his team or not, maybe he does believe that, that he's the best footballer in the group. So Robbie Musta, yeah. I'm I'm doing the musty as well. The man who tells us he's got amazing eyebrows. He's the best at maths. He's an amazing weightlifter. Amazing paper <laughs> aeroplane creator. All of those things about Bob. This is incredible. This is incredible. So, incredible. who is the best footballer on the podcast? It's me. <laughs> oh God. exactly i was a very very quick right winger in my day which lasted about two months at a boarding school in america scored one goal with my hand and that ladies and gentlemen (laughs) was our interesting things you didn't know about the premier league team on nbc how much fun was that we have no way of disproving that last answer there there is no evidence to disprove it Thank you, Arlo. Thank I, you. Feel so for, I feel so bad for Mustard. I've got so many more. I've got so many more. I'm on your list further down. I've got so many more. You guys, you guys, there's so many more. That's why I did that one, because I was just going to be watching everyone squirm. Oh, oh my God, that made us all so uncomfortable. 
So good. Okay, well, the final scores are in. Final scores are in. The winner of the interesting facts about the Premier League on NBC team, Graham Lasso. Five oh. correct answers. Wow. After that, Robbie Earl, who I don't even think we had one of Robbie Earl's, but he was four, right? Um, I got three, Lee got three, Musso got three, and Arlo and Kyle bring up the rear with two correct answers. Can you email us Earls, just so we can have yeah. a look? Well, just, yeah, I have no idea. Let's just hear one of Earls. Your should, I just read the ones? should I just I'm just going to read through the ones very quickly that we didn't do. Don't tell me who they're from, but these are they. Played Joseph in the middle school production of Joseph and the Amazing Telecolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> Once bid in a silent auction with a friend to join a training session with the England team. <laughs> Legendary Republic of Ireland manager Jack Charlton contacted my club to see if I had any Irish relatives or if I was born outside the UK to allow me to play for the Republic of Ireland. Once had a pet budgie called Gaza. <laughs> At the age of 13, was playing football outside my house when I accidentally kicked the ball onto a flat roof above the garage. Had to climb up on a wall to get onto the roof, and after getting the ball, I fell off the roof, hitting my leg onto the rocks, and ended up having 50 stitches in my shin. Kyle. Kyle. Has a day <laughs> named after him or her in his hometown. Graham. Kyle. <laughs> I would have said but, Ireland. I would have said home island. <laughs> Once drove a car 6,000 miles from Perth, Australia via Ayers Rock to Sydney. Arlo. Mm -hmm. um, my <laughs> grandfather was knighted by the Queen in 1962, having been one of the last out of Dunkirk in 1940, saving 800 oh, men. Oh, wow. Wasn't me. Um, uh, once uh, refused to sub into a game against Liverpool. Who was that? Ooh, colour blind issues. Colour blind issues. That Carlsberg green shirt, too, too, too close to red. Amazing, and um, that's brilliant. And um, once sat on an FA panel that fined Jose Mourinho a week's salary. Oh, oh. Uh, mm. no, Love it, brilliant. You Thank know the bet. You know the auction prize. You know the auction prize for England. That was yeah. me and a mate when Sven Jorik Eriksson was the England manager and wouldn't pick me. So me and my friend put together five grand for me to go and join England for a training session for a charity. <laughs> That's <laughs> oh, God. And then a guy, came, a, a guy came up to us and said, look, I'm trying to bid for this auction prize for my two sons. So will you, uh, will you just leave me alone and I'll go to seven grand? So he did. So then raised a load of money for charity again. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Guys, that's been so much fun. I hope everyone at home has enjoyed watching it, listening to it. I think we all needed a laugh, didn't we, today? Um, sending everybody love and best wishes and healthy vibes out there in the UK and in the United States as well. All of you, it's lovely to see you. This has been the Premier League on NBC podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. It's also available on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Until next week, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. See you. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.